Let's get ready to throw down. All right, everybody, live at lunch. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday. It is the 15th. We are halfway through May, which is a little bit astounding, right? Because I'm, yeah. Wow. I'm not anywhere close to my goals as far as like revenue and what I was thought I was going to be. <laughs> Who the F is? Seriously. I mean, Oh, I did. I should have seen that one coming. Yeah, come on. You, I, you, I, you ask, I tell. <laughs> wow. Man, good to be in construction. That's why I got this hat on, man. This is plan B right here. Plan B. <laughs> is that there's plenty there's plenty of albertos here i can tell you that and when i may need a job bro i may need a job you have to hire me i'm not sure what i hold on here's what i think i'm qualified for i could be a foreman <laughs> no you couldn't <laughs> <laughs> all right supervisor something like that you know you get there and motivate the troops <laughs> All right. So last week I've we got about I got about ten too many of those. <laughs> last week, I think I think every business does. All right, real quick yeah. on topic. Last week we, we were not able to do the Facebook Live. We are this week. So if you're watching on Facebook Live, leave a comment, say hello. We're here. Luke is here, actually in the Zoom with us. If you'd rather be in the Zoom with us, then uh, get on the email list. It's around there. Ask me for it. You can have the details. Um, but yeah, so. If you have questions, please put them in there. The topic this week is how do you talk about what you do? Um, what kind of statements do you make? What does your 30 second commercial look like? Because what I realized for myself this week was that sometimes I talk about my, the things that I do for people in a very feature and benefit type of way. And if you don't see a feature or benefit in CRM or process or anything else, it makes it really easy for you to make a snap judgment. Oh, I don't need to spend more time with John. And we all know this, right? You know, you got to hook the prospect so that way they actually want to have a conversation with you. And how do you talk about what you do? So I'm curious, do you guys find yourself doing that same thing? Like, like, do you get too into like the features and benefits of what you do? So that way it's easy for people to tell, you no. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I tend to be a little too short probably most of the time. I'm the other way where it's like I'm in construction, right? And it's like, okay, well, you know, there's a million avenues of, of that. So I, I kind of got to go the other way where I got to be a little more concise about the the actual aspects of what I do um, so that, you know, one of the things out of that is that sometimes you leave it so vague that you end up telling people everything you don't do, Right. So it's like, oh, so you must do that. Oh, no, I don't do that. Oh, you must do this. No, I don't do that either. So you don't want to be that guy either, right? Yeah. Where's so, the line? So features and benefits. But yeah, I think features and benefits at this point, you know, um, if they have the time and they're interested and their body language and tonality reads good, keep going. I, I don't think that there's a line until you see them pull back, right? Well, very specifically, right, you know, when I was talking about what I do with new people, I talked about CRMs and sales process and everything else. And what I found was that it was just like super easy to say, oh, yeah, no, I'm not interested in that or I hate CRM, so I don't need this kind of thing. Whereas if I scale that back a little bit and I just kind of focus around either the pains, right, which are, you know, things that we have all been trained on and stuff like this is part of my 30 second commercial and what I do or or. Your 30 second commercial is also your elevator speech, right? Like this is kind of how you introduce yourself to new people and everything else. If you're not familiar with the term of the 30 second commercial, but this is what you say at your networking groups. This is what you say whenever someone asks you what you do and things like that. And the goal of that is to talk about the people that you help, not, not what you do, because most people don't actually care what you do. They want to care about like, do what, do the things that you do actually help others. And I was getting way too bogged down in, the correctness of like sales process and CRM and stuff like that. So what I've done is now I just kind of talk about like, Hey, I work with super small companies when it's just like a very small team of five or less and you're struggling with sales and marketing. And that is like, Oh, well, how do you do that? Great question. You know, I'm curious, you know, what kind of experience do you have in this? Because I'm not giving out as much information. So they can't make the mental decision around, okay, I don't need to spend time with John. 
So that's kind of the thing that I've been yeah. thinking about, right? Because we know that sometimes we we answer a question the wrong way and it allows the prospect to make a mental decision even if they don't communicate that with us. That's what I was doing. Yeah. So the only thing I'd caution people there is is don't get too tied around doing it right or wrong, right? They asked you a question, answer the fucking question, right? Because if you get too worried about it, you're going to sound like a, a computer, you're going to sound repetitious and it's just not going to end well. Right. Mm-hmm. So I say, if they ask you a question, what do you do? Answer the question. I do mechanical construction. What do you do? Right. And you engage instead of leaving an open-ended statement and, uh, and, and whatever you do, don't, don't feel silence. Right. Don't just talk to talk. If, if they ask you a question, answer, if they're interested, they'll ask you another one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Really important. I think it's really important to simplify you know, not to be overthinking, which probably a C is going to really do. Yeah. And I, what something that I did initially, maybe I probably do still, is I'm thinking about connecting because I just love that. And so I don't do enough where you're, where Clint is indicating, and, and I feel like you're saying as well, John, that you're, you know, just throwing up on them all your features and benefits. I, it takes me a, a, too long to get to that. So I think what Clint said is really important. Just simplify, you know, let them talk. Don't just throw up on them, basically. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, for, for Nan, depending on your audience, right, is out of Nan, I would expect to hear this answer. I Oh, I have the best job in the world. Let me tell you about <laughs> it, right? And, and that's probably, you know, I've kind of, I've heard her say things like that before. So I expect that answer out of her. You're probably not going to get that out of me. They're both right. Right. And, and you really got to know the person that asked the question. And it's really important that in a, in a few short words, you sum up who you're talking to, because if it is a C, if it's a super high C, he may not be social enough to ask the questions that need to be talked about. Right. So you got to really gauge who you're talking to. Exactly. Well, and if you make it like a conversation and Clint, you hit it when somebody says, what do you do? Hey, you know, healthcare, what do you do? Whenever they engage you back, then you say, yeah, I work with a lot of people in your industry or yeah, I've got some point of reference. Do you know, you know, start trying to connect some dots that brings you closer together and, 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 and find where that commonality is. Dr. Daniel, can I interrupt you real quick? So are you, you can call me Al actually, but hey, go Al, ahead. Um, do you need to turn off the light bulbs? Is, do you, is that the reason you need the sun protection? Cause the sun protection is kind of getting a little weird looking at you. <laughs> she wants you to lose the hat. Well, then I'm just going to keep it going. Let's keep <laughs> yep. weird alive. Yeah. Man. Why not? Never should have brought that, that up. Next week, we're all going to have those hats. <laughs> you, should, you should have told them it looked good. <laughs> but, but for me, right, so right. the thing that I, that I realized was that I was caught up in my own wit, right? I thought I was describing what I did in a way that was really intellectually interesting and everything else like this without, and this is crazy because I know how much everybody hates CRMs, like just like off the cuff. Right. So why am I leading with that? Right. Because if you don't see value in a CRM, you're not going to want to have a conversation with me. But if we can talk about I can help you with sales of, you know, creating a process that's repeatable and scaling it and everything else like that. That promotes like interest. Oh, I want to learn more. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, John, even hearing you say that even to me strikes me hard. Right. Is because like I don't maybe I don't need your help. And why would you say that? Exactly. So, so, so be careful there too. I, hey, I can help you do this. Well, yeah, you say you can, maybe you can't. Don't, don't insult me like that. You know, so, so caution yourself on that too. That's why I say, man, knowing your audience is huge because you say that to Doc and, and Nan or a guy like yourself, that's huge. But no, I, so, I, I, did, to, I, I'm with you, Clint, because I'm running into, you know, with our clinics, you know, now there's a scramble. People are back into knocking on our doors and calling on us. And the proverbial battle is everybody overpromises and underdelivers. Yeah. And they just yeah, that, clearly that, do. That solutions provider guy that knocks on your door and says, I've got the solution for getting out of COVID. Yeah, right, buddy. Because sure. if you did, you'd be a gazillionaire. And you're not. You're knocking <laughs> on my door. So shut up. Well, yeah, so. Exactly. You know, the, my, my goal is not to be the guy who comes across as, as like that. Hey, I have your answer because we all know that that is, you know, not super. I know awesome. you. I know you don't. 
I just uh, that's yeah. the thing, right? Because when you show up to a D, you're in. I'm curious, Clint, like, do you think that that is a D trait, this whole thing about, like, if you tell me something, if it's the best, I'm not going to believe you? Or do you think that's a you thing? There's there's no doubt that it's, well, it's personal one. It's definitely, you know, my personality flaring, but it's also the struggles that we're all in, right? We all hear the speech every day. I get 100 emails of, if you buy this program, you will come out of COVID-19. You know, I, I get this stuff, right? And you get so sick of hearing it. The last thing I want to do is finally have a human interaction with the sales guy and him tell me he's got all my answers. So I think it's a little bit of the economical struggle as well, just not personality. I think everybody's going to, you know, Doc said that, hey, that bothers him and too. You know, so, you know, it's not just something that I've heard twice now. Sometimes people, you know, when people ask me to proofread a response or a letter they're sending out, and they, the very first statement is I, and, and the other night I was watching the news and the same thing happened where they were interviewing this lady about something. And the first thing out of her mouth was I, and I think that is problematic. So when you are um, in front of your client, especially initially, I think take you out of it. You know, I think that people until they want to connect with you, they don't want to hear about you. So I, I think, you know, I think that across the board with sales, with life, I think it's like really ridiculous how we self-focus so much and other people aren't interested until you've won them over at some level. So I think it's really important yeah. to take that eye out of our vocabulary and our writing or, you know, just, I think that, I don't know if I went off subject a little bit, but I think I heard both of you say I and how it's not good. So I'm just, I'm just reiterating. That is yeah. true. I think it's really important. There's, there's no, you know, that's a good point. And I, I agree with you there. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> we are. In but, yeah. There you go. That, that doesn't exist in my book. Uh, John. <laughs> You know, going going to your your type of business, right? That uh, a little bit different than the rest of us. Um, I got a phone call the other day of a guy wanting to sell some CRM tools, um, also some construction management. All kind of blends together. But you know, one of the things that he said that caught my and I actually wrote it down, and I don't do that very often. But uh, what he said was interesting. He said, um, you know, have you ever thought about outsourcing some of your work? That was the first thing he said. I said, ah, you know, we do a little bit, right? Said, uh, what kind of what kind of stuff do you do? So, like, he his one statement, right? It just took a, and if I just said no, we do it all in house. He had a million ways to go with that that opening statement. And if I said, yeah, he's got another million ways, right? So, um, little things like that really open the door for a guy like me to be interested in what you're saying. And uh, and we probably had an hour long conversation. So. You know, that doesn't happen very often for me. But if he just said, I do sales CRMs, I'd have hung the phone up, right? Yeah. Even though I might have needed his services. So, you know, but how you how you do this, Scott, how you, how you guys do this is, is very, uh, you really got to put some focus on it, but don't get so caught up in it. You, you stumble over your feet all the time. Clint, you, well, but, you just said that he said that you wanted to write down. Say that again. Will you repeat what you wanted to write down? That he said. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. You know, we answered, I answered the phone and we talked for just a second introductions. And then he said, do you ever outsource any of your, any of your work inside your own office? I said, yeah, we outsource some stuff. You know, I said, what kind of stuff are you talking about? And then he went into, Hey, well, we do, you know, uh, construction management software. And I said, Oh, okay. So if he'd have started with that, I'd have been done. Right. Sure. And, but now I'm a little softened up and, and, and I'm all ears. Right. So, um, it just just things like that. Those little one-line statements, man, they make a big difference to especially make, people yeah. like me. They make a huge difference, right? Because you and I think I think that you said something in there that's really important, right? If you had responded no, the guy would have had additional questions to ask to try to see if like this is yeah. still like a valid opportunity. So if you're if you're because a lot of people are taught not to ask closed-ended questions. I don't think that closed-ended questions are bad, right? Because everyone's put so much import on open-ended questions, right? So the second question is more important anyway, right? Hey, you know, have you thought about changing this? Yeah. Okay. Why haven't you? Like that second question is but way, way you, more impactful than the first. You guys one. all. Yeah, go ahead. Al. But everybody just hit on a real important thing. Ask a question, yeah. right? Don't tell them something 
ask them something, ask them, you know, and it's, you know, germane to, you know, the conversation of sales. But if you, if you approach wanting to know about them versus, versus telling them about you, I think it's just an easier approach. I think it opens more doors and you, you don't have to go to guns to try to avoid the no, because, you know, you'll get there or you won't. And the more they engage you after that initial questioning, you know, that, I think that leads down the road to, to more profits and more business deals. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so did you buy the software? I mean, we're looking into it, believe it or not. Nice. Is uh, it like a, you know, Oh, we'll talk about it offline, but, um, yeah. All based you know, on all, and, and now wait a second. That was a cold call. It was a cold call. It was, it was, yeah. And it worked against the D. Mm, yeah, he, he got to have a conversation. Okay, so all these marketing yeah. guys who were who were running around telling everybody that cold calling doesn't work, maybe they just don't know how to do it correctly, or maybe yeah. they're trying to sell you something. So, so the the only catch there is is that he may get let down. I may string him out for a month trying to do a whole bunch of free consulting for me. So that's on him. right? (laughs) Sorry, but that's, I mean, that's my goal to be honest with you. Well that, so the only difference between your goal and everybody else's goal is you're aware of it, right? Because, because like everybody else wants a little bit of free knowledge or free value. And and then it's up to the salesperson to figure out like, or the marketing team, what that value actually looks like. What do you got out? But I, but I think if you're good and you know people sometimes want to tap into that free knowledge, draw that line in the sand with what you'll give up. And Nan and I have constant conversations about this. I'm like, do not tell them what the process is. Particularly when we're working with another group, they're learning how to interface with us so they can take some money off the table. Our value is our process and the little trinkets that make other people's processes fall apart. Because there are other people like us out there. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if we start showing you dollars and cents in your account and there's some revenue share there, it is because we've navigated the insurance arena. We've navigated the delivery process. There's certain aspects that make us better at what we do. Mm-hmm. So in, if, if Clint can stream the guy along, good for Clint, bad for the, for, for the sales guy. But at a certain point, you got to give some value but shut that down and then start making them pay for the value that, that they see. So, so let's dig into this a little bit more because I'm curious, right? So, so this was a cold call and Clint answered and there was a good first question. And so then Clint got to have a whole conversation. What else did the guy do well in the call, Clint? If you, if anything comes to mind. Uh, you know, one of the interesting things is that the ready, he had gotten my information which I'm usually pretty reluctant to give up because of just stupid emails I'm going to get for the next nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, Hey, if you've got a, you know, why, why you're on the call, if you got 10 minutes, I can share my screen with you and uh, I can just kind of walk you through some of the stuff that we're talking about. And then uh, you build a list of questions around what I'm talking about and we'll get back to you. And, hmm. um, and it was interesting because, you know, and maybe it could have just been that I had five minutes to spare, you know, when sometimes I don't, I just, you know, shut them down. Um, but the other, the other part of that is that I'm actually interested because, um, you know, the few things that he said made sense. Um, now I've been promised all the same stuff, uh, you know, 10 or 12 times in the past with different softwares and it never pans out. I never, I never get to the point of actually wanting to pull the trigger on something. Um, it was just his approach that kind of, that really stuck out, but he did, he ended up sharing a screen with me right then and there. Um. which is, which is huge, right? I mean, he's already, he's, he's, he's fast tracked three or four, you know, usually really tough uh, things to navigate. He's really gotten, you know, from introduction to, you know, building a little rapport, he's gotten, he flew through that and it was all just asking a few questions. So, uh, you know, that's, it's, it goes back to that saying in my mind, what he did um, and I've heard it my whole life is, you know, as, as best you can be interested and not interesting. And he did exactly that. Right. So, so I, I'm curious, you said something in there very specifically that, that I, that I find interesting, right? So he said, you know, let me show you this thing real quick. We can do a screen share and then you can write down any questions you want. We'll, and we'll answer those questions and then figure out if this, if this is a fit. Do you like that approach or are you yeah. not going to send the guy any questions? 
Yeah, because one of the things I don't want to do is waste any more time than I have to on this call. I'm, you know, I'm already, it's half off my head ready to hang up anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So when, you know, dealing with me, me maybe it's just me personally or, or a D in general, but John, you know, no offense to you, but the way you just repeated what he said is not what he said at all in the tonality. Oh like, yeah, hey, no, man. I'm aware. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. And what he said was, "Hey man, let me just share my screen with you real quick," and he and he stopped talking. And I had the decision to make, right? He left it on me to to move the conversation forward, which was you know pretty slick, right? Um, so I ended up saying, "You know what? Yeah, you're right. Just here's my email and and send me a link real quick." But he had everything at the ready, right? If there was any pause of, "Hey, tomorrow let's let's do this Zoom call," I'm out, man. I don't want to. I don't know what's going on tomorrow. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, you know what I'm saying? It's like he, he was, he's dealing with a direct person that likes to be dealt with directly. And he did exactly that. And, and, and maybe that doesn't work for everybody. And maybe he picked up on something I said right off the bat that put him, put me in that category that he dealt with me that way. But you do know, you think kudos to him, man? Yeah. Do you think this guy was also a D? No, no, no. Okay. If anything, uh, very, very C. Very CS. Yeah, Interesting. for sure. Okay. Takeaway, the second takeaway from that then is preparation. Make sure you know exactly what might happen in your conversation. Yeah, because, you know, you know to be honest with you, I didn't even know what the name of his company was until I got his email. Yeah, right. Don't, no need because I don't care. I don't need a product. Say, I don't exactly. give a yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, you can tell that in a thing like that, like he's ready. Right. I mean, he's done that before. Like, hey, you know, let me just share my screen with you real quick. Show you what this looks like. Yeah. Waits for yeah, the. It was a. It was a. What do you have to lose mentality? It was. Yeah. It was kind of that approach. Why not? Why wouldn't you just want to look at this and you treat me that way? And yeah, yeah a forty-five minute webinar and all of the stuff that a lot of other people want to do, which is them kind of shoving their process over your process yep. and. You know, what got yeah. what got me on a cold email actually this week, which I which I thought was pretty slick, or or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago now, it's all like one big blur. Um, was it, was they said, Hey, want to reach out, yada yada yada. And then at the end, at the very last thing, almost in the PS, like but right before his signature, he goes he goes, Hey, this might not be on your radar and that's okay, but we're reaching out because frankly, you've been on our radar. And Interesting. Man, I responded so quick, so quickly to that email because, like that, that frankly in there really kind of took it out of the realm of like, hey, this is templated. It probably still is, but yeah. to me, it was that nice little like stroke of my ego, right? Oh, I've been on someone's radar. I want to talk to people who are, who have me on the radar. Let's do that. It's pretty slick, right? Yeah, you know, at least uh, at least in stuff like that, John, I at least respond to them instead of delete. So I may just say, hey, I don't have I don't have time for this. And I don't want a product, but at least you get the no right. Versus an empty, open-ended email, so so that shit does work. Yeah. Um, awesome. What else has been going on for you guys this week? Anything exciting? You know, it kind of going back to you know that conversation a minute ago. I actually had a forty-five minute webinar um, right before this that I got up and just left out of. I mean, just this is is going nowhere, right? You showed me the same <laughs> thing fifty-two times. And, you know, some of the other guys in the room are completely interested and they're asking a ton of questions. And it's just like, I, I'm done. Sorry. And I just got up and left because I got other shit to do. You know, you wasted far too much of my time. You had 45 minutes. You didn't get to the point in 30. You're not going to do it in 45. And we're not going to go on for an hour and a half. And eventually, you know, exactly what they did is what I expected as I was walking out. Hey, maybe we should set up another like oh, all right you, you did one 45 minute one i you you got me in on the second one and now you want to do a third one and look man yeah. if you can't sell your product over line on you know this much I, i'm just not interested so you know going back to that same point be careful about dragging shit out get to the point let them ask the questions and, and the other thing is that is that if you're going to make an agreement around time right you need to you need to honor that agreement right because the prospect is never going to show up and be like okay, cool, I have an hour, what do you want to discuss, right? So that's on us as the salespeople who have these conversations all the time to kind of set a frame around time and get an agreement because everybody's bought a car, right? And, it, and everyone always thinks it's going to be like a really quick endeavor, you're going to be in and out and then it never is. And, you know, you're going to wish that you brought a sandwich to the party like Al did today. So that's why, that's why Carl Sewell is so important because while you're there, he takes care of you, he feeds you dinner, he entertains you, he takes mm-hmm. care of you because he knows the process sucks, right? That's yeah. why he's got 500 dealerships and makes a gazillion dollars and writes books. 
Yeah, but so if we're going to make an agreement, right? Because it sucks to show up and and they're like, okay, cool, yeah, I forgot you were coming. You got five minutes. You know, why don't you show me what you have? Like, like that sucks, right? And I've done that plenty of times. I'm sure everybody else has as well. But if you're going to make an agreement around, hey, you know, does it make sense for us to talk for the next hour, next hour and a half, or whatever? I'm going to uphold that agreement so much because you know I've asked for a little bit of trust. You know, hey, can we trust that we're going to get something done in the next X amount of time? And that's on me to kind of frame that out the right way because I have way more of these conversations than they do. But if you're going to make an agreement, you absolutely have to like honor the agreement, you know, even if that means like rushing maybe parts or aspects of it that you didn't really want to, but you can also just kind of, you know, reinforce the expectations like, Hey, you know, we're here for 45 minutes. Let's, let's make sure we cover everything we need to. Yeah. And, and something to think about there too, guys is, uh, you know, when you say 45 minutes, you need to under everybody in the room needs to understand whether the 45 minutes is for you or it's for me. Right. Because maybe I have another sales call I need to get to, and I'm not going to break another agreement because you want to drag it on. Um, but maybe you're open the rest of the day and this is your only call that day. And, Mm -hmm. and it's nice to share that with them, right? Hey, we agreed to 45 minutes. Um, this 45 minutes is for you. I'm open to handling whatever you need me to do today. Right. So if it does go past 45 minutes, nobody's hurting except you. And that's on you to, to make that call. So do you think that's a good frame though, for like, like I I, I do it all the time. Hmm. I walk into conference meetings with customers all the time and we've set a 45 minute window or an hour. And, I just, and the very first thing I say is, Hey, I know you guys set an hour for this meeting and I fully plan on giving you the full hour, but if you need more time, I don't have anything till around two o'clock. So if you guys want to grab lunch after this or, or you want to extend this meeting and if we don't get it done at that time, we'll, we'll you know, we'll revisit this. But I always do that. Hmm. But because but a lot specifically- of, those, a lot of, a lot of those meetings run run over an hour. Sometimes they take two hours. Sometimes you have such good bond rapport, you didn't get anything done in the first hour. So, uh, you know, just be careful what you set your limits to. And, and, you know, I think honoring your business agreements, like John said, is hugely important. But make sure there's a, uh, you know, an, another option, option B. Well, th- very specifically about the frame that you talked about a moment ago, like, hey, look, I want to make this your time, right? So any... This isn't about me. This is about you guys. I'm sure you guys have lots of questions. You know, let's work through that. I mean, do you go that in depth with the frame? So, no. you know, you just kind of hop in there and go, okay. Uh, yeah, I roll with it, man. I, I'm here for you. I know you want to talk about this project. Let's talk about it. What do you want to talk about? And, I, and I'll say it just like that. What do you want to talk about? Does that change whenever it's not like a bid invitation, right? Like, like let's say that there's someone on your prospecting list who you are like yeah. dying to work with. Like, how do you approach it that way? Is it any yeah, it's no, not really. I mean, it's it's more about, um, hey, you know, I'd we've always wanted to do business with you guys, and uh, we'd love to talk about it if you're open to it. Um, and I know you'll have some questions for me, so you know, shoot. What about for Nan and Al? <laughs> this has kind of been the Clinton John show. It's on. It's not intentional. No, it's it's all good. It's all good. Um, I guess in a lot of my sales are and when you threw out the topic 30 minute com- commercial or 30 second commercial 30 minute commercial yeah uh-huh. <laughs> um, the uh, a lot of my business is relationship driven meaning somebody knows somebody and i think nan would attest to this so we've either been in close proximity we've got some you know some common you know friends or colleagues so when we sit down, it, it, it can go a lot of different ways. Sometimes it can be real brief and the guy says, hey, yeah, that sounds good. Let's get that started. And you're like, okay, easy. Or some of them dig in a little bit more, have a few more questions. Yeah. Maybe it's a fit, maybe it's not. Or, hey, we're already using somebody. You know, Thanks for the call. It, it's all over the board, but it is usually not a cold call because that's gotten so... I mean, we just fall into the category of everybody else at that point that's knocking on their door. And they've got a hundred of those a day on some of these high-end surgeons. And yeah, even sure. some of my colleagues, you know, they got a bunch of other guys that do stuff like we do. But if you have a softer approach or like, hey, Clint, um, let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about, you know, doing overreads for the, you know, for your x-rays? Or who do you use for your, you know, your overreads? Yeah, and and you can stumble through this stuff because you know, and yeah. and then you you know they they say, well, tell me a little bit more about it, or can we get back to it? I mean, it's just such an, a casual conversation, up to mm-hmm. the point where you say, does it make sense that we move this up the next you know rung, 
and and build a contract, do some business together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, there's I've no actually, polish. It, yeah, you don't have to have polish. You just have to say the words. I agree. I think you can stumble through it. The more personal the relationship is, the more you know, bonding and rapport that you've built, the way easier this conversation goes. Cause you know, I, I've been told on first meetings by colleagues that are in the same room with me, you know, we might be in there for an hour and a half, just total bullshit, you know, with customers. And, and, and I've actually had my own people say, well, let's get down to business real quick. And I'm like, man, you don't know a good thing when you, when you see it, you know, you got to let that ride. And if we got to come back tomorrow, we come back tomorrow, man, don't stop that process. Because once you do that, and you've run out of shit to talk about. The only thing left to talk about is business. And you're on such a personal level that it's a, it's such an easy conversation. And you're at such a sweet spot if you're able to do that. Because everybody is not able to get in there and just do a personal conversation. Now, don't get me wrong. I have customers just like John where you can't talk about personal life at all. <laughs> so 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 there's that too and that's okay because i'm gonna have the same conversation based around data and facts but i came you know i'm coming prepared or i'm coming around you know i I don't know the answer to that question so the thing is is one of one of the things that a lot of people miss on cold calls and and, you know and returning phone calls from customers is no is a fact if you don't know it no is a fact as well you don't have to have all the data right so if john asked me a question about my crm hey how do you guys do this? I don't know, man. And just shut the, sh- shut up, right? Because that's a fact. I just gave John a fact that I don't know. So, you know, little t- little things like that, right? Is don't just talk to talk. Let's check Facebook real quick. Do we have any questions or insights? Um, actually, just now. We just got a question. One second. I think people also have a tendency to practice false pleasantries instead of very calmly and confidently asking direct questions you want answered and using your own personality to shine during that convo. 100%. Who said that? Hayden. Dude, Hayden's killing it here recently because I, that's part of my struggle, right? Because I don't want to go down that path of, you know, pleasantries and everything. Like, let's just get straight to business, right? But it's not about me, right? So mentally I make myself do it, but the whole time I feel like it's forced almost to the point to where if I'm talking to someone, even if I'm talking to Clint, right. And it's like not on the show. And he was like, well, John, the minute he says, John, I like snap to attention of like, okay, what's he trying to do here? Like my, my, my guard is so up all the time. Like it's, it's probably not healthy, but uh, you know, it's little things like that. So then whenever I try to employ it, I feel very disingenuous. Do you have something else? Uh, Yeah. From Luke. Luke. Do you think that when that person says, let's get down to business, when you're BS, does it kill the mood a little with the people you're selling to? Hmm. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Um, I don't really understand it. Want to say that again? So when, when someone in the room goes to, okay, cool, let's get down to business, do you think it kills the mood a little bit? Oh, yeah. It depends on who oh. you're talking to. Because if it's a super eye and a super, you know, a guy that doesn't want to talk about business ever, yeah, absolutely, it's going to kill the mood. But it's a necessity. That's why you're there. Don't forget that. So how do you? Okay, so how do you split that difference though? Because a second ago you talked well, about like you'll 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 hang out and bonding and rapport for a whole day and then come back tomorrow. Like I'll, I'll hang out there for five days if the audience allows it, but I will eventually, um, you know. And what I like to do, what I love to do, is in a conference room do bonding and rapport on a personal level and do business on the golf course. That, that's my that's my ultimate goal to be honest with you because on a golf course it's like hey man why why wouldn't we do business together look at all the fun we're having why wouldn't we do this <laughs> you know and, and it but to be honest with you I, that's a true statement for me because if if i can have fun with this guy in a conference room and i can go golfing with him and we can do business and he's a quality person i want to do business with that guy right i just do so I mean, it really matters. It it is not, not important. It it really matters. Do you think that that makes more sense for, for you specifically, Clint, because the deals you work on are so big and they have such a, such an impact on the revenue? Look, man, if I sold toilet paper to you, I would want to be your friend. You know what I mean? Like I'd want to have something to talk about other than dropping off a box of toilet paper every month. You know, I'd want to know a little bit of something. So, you know, I'm with that person, even if it's, the uh, the computer. I mean, you are spending time with that person. You don't yeah. want to spend time with people that you think are jerks or whatever. 
That's fair. Yeah, and don't don't get me wrong. I'll do business with jerks. <laughs> Money's green. I'll, I'll do I'll do business all day long with jerks. So I just want to enjoy it as much as I do with people that I connect with. Yep. Okay. So we got some more. But, hold on. Hold on, real quick, Al. Yeah, sure. What else we got? Hayden said, "No good client ever woke up saying, man, I hope I find a vendor rep that's got a great personality and is a lot of fun.'" <laughs> And then he says, ultimately, they want results, solutions. They want them in a timely and applicable manner. That's what gets you in the door. I think the relationship and personality is what keeps clients on board and competitors from getting in the door. Yeah, I have to, I have to disagree a little bit. I do. Because I, think, I see it the other way around. I do, too, uh, because I'm in an industry that is completely relationship-driven. And they, the, my competitor may suck, right? And I may have all the solutions. I may be 10 times better, but because they've been doing business for 20 years, they're going to keep on doing it whether they suck or don't. And and I've got to get past that. And sometimes the old traditional way of making friends in the business is the way I got to go. I'm not saying it's the way to go all the time. If you're solely going off a product, you better have a unique product. And I bet there's not very many products out there that other people aren't repping. You know, if we're selling a screw for the OR, there's a million screws out there. They do not want to deal with in the OR or in their office a a rep that they're not Amanil built. You know, it has to be a pleasant experience outside of the product. Well, and I think you you build your rapport like Clint was talking that we've all been discussing, and then you show your utility when they sign on the dotted line. At that point. What you're going to not only lose is an account and a friendship if you can't deliver on some of this stuff, right? 100%. And you you then work that friendship or that relationship to whatever degree it's, it's going through the business process. You keep your personality. Nothing changes about you. Nothing changes about Al, whether you're my patient, whether you're on the table, whether you're the doctor, one of my colleagues. This, you know, this hat is what you get every time. <laughs> Every time? Every time from now on. So I, I, I hope this isn't redundant. I maybe told this story before, but whenever I was selling pharmaceuticals, um, I remember very clearly I'm selling a comparable product to a group, a physician group, and they um, wrote a note to me and handed it to me one day and said, give this to the front desk. And I look at it and it says, Nan can come in here whenever she wants, and her competitor can never come in here. And I and I said, I go well, thank you. I said thank you, and I knew the reason because you have to know what who you're dealing with and what they want to deal with. And if they don't want to deal with the BS that a lot of people throw out there, or just the obnoxious, just continuous selling, 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 you know, you you need to identify that. It does. Nan, Nan has more open door policies from 20 years ago than any other rep I've ever seen. And the any other, and I, the, I the thing that. I have to say is being cognitive of what the person you're with. You know, like I love this story. Again, I'm sure I've told it a hundred times. When I was like, "Oh man, this Coke is fantastic." Well, it wasn't Coke because I don't drink Coke, but it was something. It was a beverage, and I was like, "It's so good." And Clint was like, "Well, I'll never drink that." And I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on, because what you said was, "It's the best ever." Yes. Oh yes. That's Clint's trigger. And I love that I learned that from Clint because I will, I, I don't know if I've ever said that's the best, unless I'm talking about Christ. I'm not going to say that's the best from now on because I went, oh, that people don't want to hear that. You yeah. know, they don't. They get some, to make a decision, not you. We have some more from Facebook and then I have a point to make, I think. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, he said my message may have been slightly misunderstood, kind of hard to communicate through text. But he says, I guess that's, that makes us unique because we do have a unique model that my competitors don't. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely, definitely, Hayden, what you said is not wrong. Just to reiterate that um, every business is a little bit different. So how you deal with your customers and how they want to be treated is, you know, some people are completely results driven. Right. I would assume that a guy like John is completely results driven. He wants to know that when I call, you're there and you provide the you know absolute best product that I pay for. Um, a lot of people in my business, and I'm sure Alan Dan's business are, 
you know, you, the more rapport you have with that person, the more friendly you are, the more leeway you get because your competitor might be there and he might make one mistake and there's no relationship and they're dead to him. They're gone forever. So relationship does buy you a little credit, I think in the, in the, in the bank. Yeah. And not that you ever want to ask for it, but it will also buy you forgiveness. Um, Absolutely. And, and because of unforeseen circumstances, you know, things don't always work out. Once you have that bonding rapport, now I, I caution you, you have to own it. You have to be up front. Yep. That's on us. We're going to correct it. But you get the opportunity to correct your mistakes more times than not. Whereas if you're that dick, guess what? You just got canned and you might not, it might not have been within your control. Yeah. Because you, because you don't want to be the customer that everybody talks about. Well, he's a, he's a freaking douchebag, but his product's awesome because you're one mistake away from being destroyed. Yeah. And something to go back to, to something that Nan talked about earlier, right? Like, um, the value is not in the thing that you deliver, right? Like no one needs another screw, right? Very specifically for like- Not a million of them. Exactly, Nanette and L's industry. They want to know the other stuff. Like, hey, are you going to be on time, right? Can we depend on you if it goes sideways, right? Like what does your network look like and everything else? And Al does an amazing job of showing up and having all that knowledge and, you know, for lack of a better term, swagger, right? Whenever he's in the OR and stuff like that. I mean, it's a pretty, you know, pretty I know. all-inspiring thing. That's not necessary, but you know. <laughs> and I know we sound like we're stroking each other, so I apologize. But I, really, Al has the best rapport. I mean, he is amazing in the OR. Doctors, surgeons want to talk to him because yeah. he knows when to shut up. He knows when to talk, and he, when he does talk, he knows what he's talking about. You know, I, I think that's really it's that's kind of to what Clint was talking about. You know, don't talk if you're just going to bumble or you don't sincerely care about them in relationships. You know, you don't yeah. don't 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 be fake. I mean, only go as far as you really feel, and only give as much knowledge as you really have. You can learn. You can ask questions later, but don't try to go in there and act like you're all smart. But you know, and, so, and part of that, part of that is 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 matching and mirroring, right? Yeah. I mean, if they're upset, you need to be upset, or you need to say, "F, I got this. Hold one second. Let's do this." Right? So, so whenever you're engaged in that process with them, whenever you hit a hurdle, because they're on the other side of that, they're with you trying to get over that hurdle. They want to see this work, um, and don't give them a reason to feel like you're not the answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Agreed. So going back to something that Nanette and Al and, and even Clint has talked about, right? There is so much competition, right? There are so many companies or so many products, so many services. It's ridiculous. Um, when I worked for Al, there was a brand new doctor, right? A brand new surgeon just out of school, hadn't even opened his his shop yet, right? But he had like a banner. So I went, knocked on the door. They're like, hey, he's hired a biz dev person. You got to talk to them and everything else. I called that person. And she goes, you know how many people... I had talked to who do the same thing that you do. And I said, no, how many? And she goes, at least 30. And we're not even open in seeing patients yet. I mean, that's, that's what you're dealing with here, right? So not every industry is that, you know, all over it, you know, but there is competition out there, right? And like, what do you do that's different from the other people in your industry that you can talk about easily, right? It's not, it's not the software itself. It's, you know, the, the pain that it fixes, right? Because pain is a bigger motivator than features and benefits. So then the way that I've been thinking about it for myself is like marketing is, is what you're putting out there on paper, right? In your emails and your social media and everything else like this. And that's okay to be kind of markety-ish, right? Features and benefits, you know, get people interested. But the minute you're engaged in a conversation, it has to shift to like, okay, what's important to you, right? Like, are you dealing with any of these things? And And I think you have to really separate those two different, functions right marketing is about hype and buy something later buy something later because it's the best it's the best but when you're in that conversation like that's about right now so like help help them undercover or help them uncover their pains right help them uncover why they would want to change and why they don't like the guy but do it in a way so that way you're not you know putting down a competitor because that doesn't really help you in the long run either no i agree um you know, going back to a, kind of our original talk of that that uh, topic of that thirty second commercial, 
one of the things that you're going to hear in this industry or just in sales in general is that elevator pitch, right? You got two floors to make this elevator pitch. And I, and I absolutely hate the concept. I always have, right? Because you can't sell yourself in, in two floors on an elevator. What you can do is buy some time. You know, you can make an introduction. You can, you can buy some things. And, you know, and that's what, you know, you guys are talking about that 30 second commercial. That's what that's always kind of geared to is if you got, that's always the scenario. If you got stuck in an elevator with a future customer, how would you, you know, by the time he gets off on his floor, and my answer always is, is get off on the floor with him and keep talking. I don't know. I don't need 30 seconds, right? I need a way to keep talking. So, you know, um, going back to all of this stuff is being concise, um, you know, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Clint. I'm, you know, I'm a mechanical contractor. You know, what do you do? Hey, I'm a general contractor. Great. Do you have a card? Can I call you tomorrow? That might be your whole pitch, right? That might be the only thing that you get in there in that, in that one elevator ding. I like you it. Know. I think I can so, but, but if we flip that though, right? If, if you're the GC in the elevator and some guy gets on there and he was like, well, I do this kind of construction, you know, can I, can I have your card and give you a call tomorrow? Do you say yes? Yeah, usually. Or if I don't want to, I just tell him no. Right. And it, it, look, if the guy walks away from me and he's a huge dick, I don't want to do business with him anyway. Sure. Exactly. So what, so what makes the difference between the yes and the no? Is it the product? Is it the person? Is it just how you feel about the person at the time? <clears throat> look, I think when you're stuck in an elevator, it's already awkward because nobody just hops on. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, buddy? And, you know, gives you a slap on the butt like you're in baseball practice or something. Al does. I mean, he, he probably doesn't. And he, and, he, and he, but just so you know, he probably breaks down a lot more barriers than most because he does that, right? Because he, because he is approachable. Yeah. Um, I try to, I try to do that as much as possible when I get in. I try to talk to everybody, whether I'm on a plane or in an elevator, because you just never know who's who. Yeah, um, but, uh, but I also try not to sit there and, you know, sell my business to every person on the street because probably 99% of those people I'm not going to do business with, right? So, um, you know, just, that's what I'm saying. Just be, be concise. You know, when they, you know, what do you do? I, I'm a mechanical contractor. And if they're interested at that point, and if they are a general contractor or an engineer that want to do business with you, the first thing out of their mouth is, Oh, what kind of mechanical contracting? And I can go in as deep as I want. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they're not interested, conversations over and who cares? Don't worry. About it. I've been at so many conferences where in the elevator, I look over to the left and right and I see lanyards hanging from guys' suits that are all in my business, right? How do I sell to those four people? How do I do that? You know what I've done a lot? Just, you know, and I don't know if it's maybe worked one out of 6,000, but I've walked in there and just handed everybody a card and stuck it in their little lanyard and just got off and never said a, never said a word, you know? And <clears throat> But I didn't have a chance, right? I'm just trying to up the odds. I'm just trying to get my name out there. So don't put so much well, focus on it. You stumble. And don't be afraid to try, right? Yeah, and and then and then, then then turn around. I mean, nobody's going to bitch slap you over the whole thing, <laughs> right? I mean, all they can do is, like you, like Quinn said, turn around, walk off, and they're sort of that dick, right? And you're like, ah, knowing you too, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Nobody's going to physically choke you out for trying yeah. to sell them something. They're just not exactly. going to do it. Then they're going to hang yeah, up, right? And they're going to close the door and they're going to get off the elevator and they're going to walk this way. You're going to walk that way. That's about as bad as it gets. Yeah. My, th- my thing is if you're at a conference in that scenario and you're trying to sell the people in the elevator, yeah, you're, you're already failing. Yeah. You, I mean, you, it's That's a last, thing, right? last ditch effort. You got to figure out like what the next logical step is and how much friction you're cre- you're creating for it, right? Because there's way less friction of like, oh, hey, you know, what do you do? Well, I do this and this and this. Oh, I'd like to hear more about that. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot of friction there. But if it's like, oh, hey, you do this. Oh, you're probably one of my target clients. You probably need a CRM and a sales process and everything else like this. And you know, you want to hop onto like an hour and a half webinar and I can show you what I do. <laughs> Nobody wants How to do about that. We just go to the bar and hey. have a drink. Hey, you you have the same odds of doing that speech as I do sticking business cards in people's pockets. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same rate of return, I would say. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else on Facebook and comments? Uh, Hayden says, I intentionally start convos on elevators because I'm highly amused how awkward people are. Blows my 100%. mind. 100%. so weird. Oh, yeah. I agree with then, that, man. I, speak my language. Yeah. What else he also got? said, relationships have to start somewhere. Why not make a bold first impression? LOL. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, agree. I agree with all of that. Nobody don't that, have anything. Yeah, nothing venture, nothing gain. Yeah, nobody looks up to anybody who didn't like take action, right? Which is yeah. something that I've been thinking about and journaling about for myself because I hold myself back from taking action because I want it to be perfect before I show it to anybody, right? And the thing is, is, you know, to this point, right? Like I'm okay experimenting on a sales call and butchering it and then telling everybody about it, which is kind of what we talked about on one of these fairly recently. But like, it's weird because when I take it outside of a sales idea, because I'm not okay with experimenting outside of selling it, I get caught in these like analysis by paralysis loops, right? Whereas in selling, I, I'm okay jacking up a conversation and, you know, trying to learn from it or something like that. So I'm trying to get more of that into like the other aspects of my life because, you know, I feel that I'm probably holding myself back because it's got to be perfect. So. Yeah. Who cares? The only thing perfect is this. <laughs> <laughs> that hat is legit. Can you it ship that le- to me? So that way I can wear it next week and we'll just rotate <laughs> it around. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. I don't need your big melon head stretching it out. It <laughs> hey, it's all hair. It squishes down. It's like a nerf hold ball. On, hold on. Hold on, man. I'm, I'm all about my brothers and sisters, but hats are different, man. That's, that's a <laughs> one and done right there. Right, Clint? That's right. Don't touch my hat. Don't, yeah. yeah, Leave them as is. Hey, I've got to jump. Are we about to wind down here? Yeah. I I think that that's a pretty good, pretty good ending spot. Al, do you have anything, any nuggets or anything for eyes or people in healthcare? No, just be yourself. You got nothing to lose. The environment is ripe because people think the sky is falling. Figure out a way to get your product out there in front of people. Knock on some doors, make some phone calls develop some relationships so yes that's all i got awesome nanette do you have anything for s's or healthcare anything else uh well i just want to um suggest that everyone see further than their present circumstances oh that's appropriately deep and profound good for you awesome clint i've talked enough (laughs) you you have more than made up for your for your solemn uh attitude last week so last week you just wanted to go play golf so awesome um for me i mean just just look at the stuff that you're holding in your head and figure out if it's actually serving you or if it's holding you back like i mean you shouldn't hold anything so sacred that you can't at least like kind of hold it and look at it and figure out do i need to would a change of mind benefit me here right i think we get too rigid and structured the older we get and uh i think it does more harm than good especially as a c who tends to overthink everything so you know, awesome. So if you've been watching this on Facebook Live, thank you very much. Uh, there was a lot thank of you. hellos and, you know, salutations and stuff like that in the thread. Please bring your questions, bring other people who have questions about sales or communication, because this goes further than just, you know, trying to get deals done. Like this is how you communicate with the people in your life inside of your business and everything else like this. So if you know somebody else in selling, please share this with them. If you want to take the assessment, email us disc at salesthrowdown.com. We'll get you hooked up. And we will see everybody next week. Thanks to Melissa, who's off here, who's handling some of the, uh, the moderation and making sure that we get your questions. And we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.